Hey, German D. I just wanted to call and quick and say that I am just so thankful for the podcast because I've had a crappy day and a crappy like month and a half through no fault of our own. We've been trying to sell our house. We've gone through four buyers now. And it's just been a roller coaster of emotions. And when I'm, you know, I just love to be able to sort of forget about things and listen to the podcast. Love it. Thanks. Bye. Hi, this is Chris O'Connell calling from Lower Slower, Delaware. I just discovered your podcast two weeks ago and I'm just blown away. Absolutely amazing concepts. Amazing accessibility. Um, I think it's brilliant. I hope you're able to work it and monetize it and keep on going. You're very successful. Also, Dee, I want to let you know my wife uh, was diagnosed at age 32 with peritoneal mesothelioma, which is an asbestos thing you see on TV, but it's in the lining of her abdomen. Only 50 cases a year in this country, and they're all fatal. Doctors told her she had a year or two left to live. Our kids were two and three years old. That was 1992, and she's still with us, and she's alive and well and probably healthier than you and I combined. Anyway, I just wanted to say I really enjoy the entertainment, and I'll be listening and get caught up and listen all the time. Thanks. I just to say I love you. Hey, everyone. How's it going? I hope everyone's doing well. I tell you, I'm sitting here in New Jersey, and... Um, We've become the new Seattle. I'm not even kidding you. I've never seen anything like this in my life. It rains every single day. Every day. For months. Uh, We maybe see the sun once every two weeks if we're lucky. It's bizarre. It's, uh, and this hasn't been like, you know, some people say, oh, well, it's the summer or it, this has been going on since last November, at least it's, uh, it's almost like an epidemic. I'm not even kidding you. D by the way, feels terrible. She is sick. She got a terrible head cold, which is starting to be a pattern. I noticed, uh, we're starting to notice every time. She's about to have her treatment, and it's time for a treatment. She gets a big head cold, stuffed up. And now at the same time, too, she really overdoes herself. Yes, Dee is the wonder yard woman. Last week I came home, and she has the leaf blower. And we have three acres, so she's leaf blowing three acres, you know, chopping, chopping branches down. She's not so. She does the lawn, which I'm not allowed to do. We get, we practically get in screaming matches. The first time I, I moved out here, that's all I want to do. I, a tractor as a lawnmower? I only saw that in TV. I grew up, we didn't even have a lawn. Where I grew up, we had a lawn where it was maybe a five-by-five five patch, and you protected it. As if it was uh, your personal safe with all your belongings and your life in there. You put a little tiny fence around it with string. And if a ball went on there, someone's head was going to be taken off. So to have a couple acres was huge. But yeah, Dee 
Dee goes out there and she tears up the whole yard and she's mowing the three yard, three acres and leaf blowing. So she started feeling yucky and sneezing, coughing, whole shabiggle. And, and like I said, it seems like that's a little bit of a pattern every time she's about to get her treatment in Philadelphia. Um, which she will be doing this Monday. So hopefully, like always, the streak continues where she's doing okay and the treatment's working with the stage four cancer and the trial just keeps going. So we we hope all works well. I'll, I'd like to thank all the new listeners that come up to me. I, I think it's, I just think it's so weird. And... I don't know. I don't know. See, podcasts are a different thing. Unless you're like a Joe Rogan or a Mark Maron. Like, they're, they're huge. Huge. And I always say, eh, no one's listening. I really don't know. I don't. Until I see a Twitter, someone tweets it out or someone writes it on somewhere, I have no clue that anyone listens to anything or they even care. So I'm always fascinated that you're listening. I really am fascinated. So we're getting psyched for Thanksgiving. I got my oldest daughter coming in from Florida. She's going to be here for the week. We have, um, I'm going out right after Thanksgiving on the Metallica tour. We start in Las Vegas. We did a winner for a contest on my Patreon page, which now I'm really excited about. And there's a lot of cool things that are going on that I, I've been trying to do in a long time. And I have to say, this new team around me is, is pretty exciting. They've got my creative juices going. It has me really, really wanting to push forward. And the Metallica tour has opened up a lot of doors. I got to tell you something that happened there that's pretty far out there and awesome. And... Um, it's leading into pretty cool things that's coming up on this next leg, like deeper stuff, like deeper spiritual, heavy left field stuff that I did not see heading my way at all. So that's the quick intro of where we're going today, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll start off with that. Also, I wouldn't mind your opinion or your feedback on... You know, about a year ago, we started, nah, maybe two, I don't know, a year and a half ago, whenever it started, I started the Metal and Me podcast, which basically was to promote the record I was putting out. And it's interesting, now that I'm doing more Metallica stuff, and it was kind of was, the, the intention of the album, which is called uh, Songs from the Garage, the intention of the album was a full-blown visual cool entertaining thing where it was almost like a one-man show if you've seen rock of ages it's it's a it's an original rock of ages so if you listen to my album you know it's jim brewer the loud and rowdy which i i didn't like the name it it was everything was so quick and forced i had this management that just i don't know anything about music i don't know anything about music so all i kept doing was trying to catch up like hey what are we naming this i don't know uh, what, what do we want to name now? I don't know. How do you want the cover? I don't know. Uh, what, what kind of band do you want? I don't know. Isn't that what management kind of helps you do? I, I don't. 
So it's just, anyway, I'm not blaming. I'm just saying it could have been done a lot better. And I'm still, I still haven't given up on it. But I used to do the podcast with the band members who are also friends. You know, Joe Vigliotti and Mike Tichy. Um, they're they're all they were all friends in the band. Eric and so you know, Metal Mike and it, it, all of us were. We would do this podcast, and we would do sketches and, and bits. And it was a lot of fun, and we laughed really hard. And, but now, and we tried to film it where it was a TV show. And I kept saying, let's, let's film this thing. And I remember going to people at the time saying, where can we do this? I was trying to get it on Access TV. I, was, I went to VH1. I went to all these places. And I knew... I know I have a show for the rock, for the rock world that could be funny and entertaining. And oh, there's no audience for it. I'm like, well, how do you explain festivals with hundreds of thousands of people? What do you mean there's no audience? Well, you know, there's nowhere to put it. That's all you ever hear. But I have to say, this is part of this, my, my Patreon page where... Now I'm starting to listen to the old podcast and think of some of the things we did. And it doesn't have to be high-resolution, amazing sets. I think I'm going to kind of resurrect that stuff. I won't, I won't so much put it and take over where it's not me and D anymore. But I don't see why I can't do that and the podcast with just me and D, And just we start kind of bring that back and also like to bring the visual and, and bring it all part of the... The Patreon page, there was, there was a lot of funny stuff on there, like uh, the Brian Johnson talk show, I thought was freaking hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah, you can't understand a word he's saying. Brian Johnson of ACDC is, is having a talk show and he has guests on, and you can have comics and actors and other rock people come on. All right! Ooh, mama! Today, we got a great guest for you! Ah, this is one of my first guests, and he's a great favorite of the great Brian Johnson of ACDC. Let's talk to our... Who, who do we have here today? Stand on the side. This is Charles Barkley, and I have no idea what you're saying, Knucklehead. <laughs> I think there's something there, and I, I feel like I'm going to resurrect that thing. And and that this is part of what Patreon's brought to me, this whole visionary things of all I want to do. I, I, there's also, I like going deep and heavy and spiritual. And it's another side of me, very, very deep and spiritual. And I feel like there's a deeper purpose for all of us here, not just me, but all of us. And we get caught up in all the madness and politics and news and our everyday stuff where, you know, what, what, what are we really here for? So there's, there's this other whole deep side I'd like to start doing, whether it's on Sundays or something which which leads me into a, kind of a interesting story while I was out on the Metallica tour. We were in Buffalo, I believe. Is Buffalo or Albany? One of those places, I don't know. And one of the one of the crew of Metallica who runs around and does so much. I mean, they, they, all, they all do. They have really busy lives, and they, they do a lot. It's amazing the machine that that band 
truly is. And you know, knowing 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 James a little bit and Lars more James. I know there's such a giving deeper side, hence their their uh, foundation, which one of the forefronts of their foundation is feeding people, feeding the hungry. And they asked me to do their first event, and I, I, I just couldn't. I already said yes to Dennis Leary and the Cam Neely Foundation, the Cancer Foundation, which we did at the Boston Garden, which I got to say was... To, to be around Billy Gardell, who I started with in Florida, from Mike and Molly, Pete Corielli, who's like a brother to me, Brian Regan, who I used to see twice a year when I, my open mic days, he'd come to Florida and we all would imitate everything Brian Regan did. It was, it, it was Robert Kelly, who was a monster, monster on stage. Just crushing it. I had to follow him. It was, he wrecked the place. And I was just on the side just going, oh boy, here we go. Here we go. Very, it was, anyway, that's what I had to do. So we're, we're upstate and the whole crew were at the same hotel and me and Joe Sib went to dinner and we were done with dinner, went back to the lobby and all the crew was there. And as we were talking, one of the crew comes up to me and she goes, uh, you know, I liked your last comedy show, but you, you actually made me mad during one point. I said, I, and I'm glad Dee ain't here for this because she said stuff to me and I thought she was full of baloney and she was overlooking into it because she's Christian and too sensitive. That, that's just where my thought was. And I can only get away with saying that right now because she's not here. Anyway, but Dee has brought this up to me, what this girl brought up to me. And she said, you know, you really made me mad because you were talking about your wife. And there was a point where it sounded like you weren't into her finding her faith. And you're not really sure if the whole God thing is real. And I, I got dead serious and I looked at it and went, oh my God, no, just the opposite. I, I, try to, I try to balance the funny and maybe I haven't established that yet, but no, I take, I take God very, spirit, very, very seriously since I was very young. And all of a sudden she, she started breaking down in front of me. And I was just sitting there baffled, like, what, what, what's, what's, what's going on? And I said, come, come outside. Let's walk outside. And, and I took her outside, and she was clearly really upset. And, and she started saying, you know, being on the road is really hard. And she was, and I'm a believer. And I'm not saying everyone isn't, but it's really hard to talk to people because you feel like a freak and you know you're here for a deeper life and deeper meaning. And I, and I love what I do and I love the job I do. It's the greatest job in the world, but I feel like I can be doing so much more. I want to feed the hungry. I want to, there's all these homeless places we go more and torn. I just, I want to go feed them and I want to help them. 
and I mean, I mean, she was crying and pouring her heart out going, I, there's so many people, so many lives to touch. I was, I'm sitting there freezing my ass off listening to this, but I was also blown out of my mind. I just didn't see this happening. You know, I'm drinking a martini going, yeah, we're going to get a martini tomorrow. We're going to, Monday, I'm going to Howard Stern and blah, blah, blah. And, and then all of a sudden, boom, here we are talking about feeding the hungry and the homeless. She shared some other things that were deep and godly and stuff like that. And, and it went on, it, it went on through, it, it went on for like a good two, two and a half, three hours. And I couldn't stop thinking about it. I couldn't stop thinking about her drive to feed homeless while we're on the road. And I just couldn't stop talking. And then I saw her the next day at the Metallica and she's like, are we cool? And I'm like, yeah, of course. She goes, you don't think I'm a freak? I'm like, no. Of course not. I asked her again. I said, how'd that start? Like, you, you said you were mad at me. She's like, I was mad because I felt like you weren't representing God the right way, the way you were talking about on stage, the way D found him. And I went, I'll, I'll, I will make sure I change that because I don't want anyone else feeling that way. I don't want anyone to feel when I'm on stage, when I talk about D and the story of how she found her faith, I don't want anyone going, that's... I, I don't want anyone I don't know what you think I don't want you to think I I'm against it or I don't believe I, you know we have our different we have different views and all that we do do I believe in the spirit of the Lord and all that I, I, I'm not a Bible guy I don't like church I don't like church I shouldn't say I don't like church I just don't my church is sitting outside in the quiet I listen to Indian flute music, and then I get all these messages and signs. Like, for instance, last night, I went in my basement, and I turned on Indian flute music, and that led me to um, calling my nephew, who is struggling in life. He's struggling really hard. Is... He's he was on the he was on my Patreon show. He was on last week's episode, and you know he's a father, and his father is not doing well, and he's my brother, and he's not going to be around much longer, and he's going through a lot. And I have another brother who's going through a lot, and his wife is not well. So it's all part of life that just it comes crumbling down. But my point was we get so busy and so, oh, we should call this one. And oh, we should, those are the moments I sit and I go, just do it. Just impulse. Impulse says, call this person. They need you. And I started getting all the people in my head who I felt needed a conversation. They needed to know, hey, I'm here if you need me. And I understand what you're going through. And I can't imagine how you feel towards your mom or your father or your wife and what's going on. And I know they're sick and, and all this jazz and it's not just you and you're struggling. And I, that is when I, that's my church. That's my church. Nothing against the other church. I, I just feel, I, I, I feel sometimes and when I, I actually, when I go to the church, I actually write a billion notes because I feel, and this is very pompous, but I'm just being brutally honest. It's very pompous of me, very self, selfish of me. 
and I don't want it for vanity reasons or anything else. I truly feel, I'm going to put something out there right now. I truly feel I could give sermons that can touch people's lives. And I've had this drive since my early 20s to the point where D used to, th- I, I would tell D, I said, I think I'm a freak because I feel like I can change lives in a spiritual, deep, godly manner without using biblical terms, without using all that, just using real life examples, real life examples that people could relate to. And I'm not, I'm not downplaying anything else, but I have that drive and I don't know how to put it out there. I really don't know how to put it out there because unfortunately, anything in that world has been professionally smeared and crushed through the words of, quote, religion. There's, there's, there's greed, there's bribery, there's, there's hiding behind the mask of God, there's the, the Catholic religion of what has happened there and all, all that stuff, the evangelistic people and the, all that has put a tarnish on what is real and what is not. And that, that pisses me off because a lot of people are searching and they don't believe in it or they don't think there's anything deeper. And we don't know if anything deeper. I don't know. I can only go on my own little, my own examples of life, honestly. But long story short, if you had, I, I don't, I don't know, maybe I'll take suggestions from you. You know, if you DM me or write a little thing on Facebook or what, I don't know. Leave a message. Leave a message in here. 856-441-5171. I'm truly thinking about putting little deep, heavy stuff out there. Nothing that makes you, again, it's just almost like self-motivating. I just don't know how to do it the right way yet. And, and, and maybe that's part of the blocking. Maybe I'm not supposed to figure out. Maybe I'm just going to st- Maybe I'm supposed to start just the way I'm starting right now. I don't know. I don't know. There's no book in life about all this stuff. I don't know. So this conversation, I went home. I told Dee about it. And um, long story short, we started looking at the Metallica dates and what dates we're off. And I believe Portland is one of the first days we're off two days. We're in Portland for three days. Off one day, off the next day, and then the Metallica show the next day. So with that little conversation, and technically, as I think about it, if I wasn't on stage talking about it and bringing up my wife and how she's found the Lord and what I think, and she listened to Christian music, and I don't, and I can't stand that, and whatever, and maybe it aggravated her, then led to her coming up to me and saying, I was angry at you, and then me explaining to myself, now here we are. And Jules, I know you're listening. Don't know if you... Oh, wait, you're not in Portland. I'm sorry. Uh, You're Seattle. Sorry. Um, But if there's Portland listeners, we just got in contact with the food banks. We're going to do a show. As soon as we have a date, which should be by the end of this week, we're going to have a venue where we're going to bring a food truck and a free show. I'm going to go up, do stories, a little stand-up, Joe Sib's going to be there. 
some of the Metallica crew. I believe we're going to get some Metallica fans to help out. And you think Metallica fan, you think, it's just the opposite. Just the opposite. The people I've met are just some of the most beautiful people I've ever known in my life. And now we're feeding the freaking hungry. We're feeding the hungry. And this girl who brought this all up, we're renting a car. We're renting a minivan. We're going to drive around to certain homeless areas, feed them that day. And I'm not saying to promote. I'm just saying sometimes all you got to do is just light a match. Just say it. Just say whatever. Say how you feel. Put it out there. And here it was, that little tiny conversation. And now here we are. I'm on with my agent. I'm on with uh, Joe Sib every day. I'm on, we're, we're in a loop. She's contacting all the food banks of all the cities we're going to, figuring out where we can do shows where you just bring to get in. You either pay to get in or you bring a bag of at least five food items that are non-despair. I don't know what the word is, but just, you know, that the kid, don't bring one can of beans. You're not getting in. Bring four or five food items, and then we load the trucks that night right there on stage. Just something. And it's such a, everyone's excited about it. It's such an amazing thing. Super excited to the point where now, what I start explaining to be in this conversation. You know, I'm also working on this one-man show, which is kind of deeper. This is where I want to start doing it. Talk about this. This allows, hey, listen, we're feeding, we're feeding the needy. We're feeding some homeless. We're helping people out in need. And I don't have to be hilarious on stage. I just want to be deep, funny, and share some stories that may, that may inspire you. And it's all started from just a simple light. You know, sometimes you're in a dark place. Sometimes you're in a dark world. But you know what? All it needs is a strike of a match. And that little match can light up a pitch black room. And that's that's what life is. Oh, and by the way, D, D just popped downstairs. So I'm don't, sick again. Yeah, don't cough on me. I'm not. I know, but you're facing me. Oh, relax. I don't want to get what you're getting. I, I don't have it anymore. It's like on its way out. So you just asked me what I was talking about. So I yeah, based... I just jumped in. Right. So I had to go first of all. I had to go to my mom's to take a shower because there's E. coli in our water. Huh. Hence why I'm sick every two weeks. <laughs> did they, expl- did we they explain to you what the deal was? It, yeah, like um, it, it it's it's a. Another shit storm. <laughs> well, yeah, but they were saying yeah, it's, it's like brown deer well, and it's yeah, a certain part of... I'm thinking it's more just whatever. He said it's more the goo, the leaves, the... the... I mean, don't forget, this whole, this whole section, this whole neighborhood used to be a farm. And who's to say... Yeah, but he, he also said the filter... Dumped the poop Yeah, but the filter en- ends... No, the wall of the, the pipe is corroded. Right. And it allows things to leach into your tank, into right. your well system. Right. And he said if it was that badly contaminated, you would have been pooping all over the place by now. Yeah, we would have had diarrhea. So we you would have been you, sick. And... Because I wouldn't drink it. 
I wouldn't yeah, brush no, your we teeth. We don't drink our water anyway. It always smells funky. Yeah. And the, you know, the ice always smelled always like cheese. Yeah, you're right. It was just weird. So we just never... Anyway, so that's going on today on top of being sick. And I just got back because I'd take a shower at mom's. Because I'm like, I'm not showering in the poo water. <laughs> so I was just telling them that... the I, I don't want to mention her name because I don't know. But the person that starts... So I, I'm explaining to them how now we're feeding the hungry and just how a little light can match... It can light up a dark room in just a moment. Well, you haven't moment. quite started that yet. So you can't say you're feeding them yet. Yes, we're working on it. Yeah, we're that's a great idea. Um, but it started with... Because I know you're going to go back and listen... It started with her saying to me, I was mad at you. And the other night, I'm like, what, what exactly were you mad at? This whole, thing start, this whole thing started when she approached me and she said, I was mad at, I was kind of mad at you. And I went, mad at me for what? And she didn't get the details until the other night. She said, you, were, you said something about D finding God and you kind of, I don't know, it seemed like you were not into it or kind of make fun of it and you brought that up to me i don't know oh in philadelphia you brought it up to me don't as a, touch it you brought it up to me <laughs> in the philadelphia show and i didn't now hearing her i kind of i not that i felt bad i'm like oh i don't want anyone in the audience to feel if that i am shaming it or looking down and, so that's two people now that have brought this up, and I don't want to do that. a believer, and you watched that, and I've watched you do it a couple of times, and I, I always try to remove myself, but like, you made it sound like it's not cool, and it's kind of weird for you, and it's untouchable, and it, you, you didn't have positive outgoing feelings for the whole thing, and mm. you were trying to make it funny, but it, it doesn't encourage the lost. And that's where a believer would go, huh? Got I it. don't, yeah, no, I, I get, it. I, you know, if I'm not a believer, yeah, that's funny. But the believers that are watching you, right. I, I would sit there and go, well, what do you, I don't. I'm Even not, if I say it, it saved our marriage, because I do say that. And you need to be careful, because you keep saying it. Believers don't use it. It's not a device. Yeah, but I don't know that. You would know that. I know. I've told you this tons of times. It's it, Faith is, is not a something you can put in your back pocket. Yes, I understand. It's that. not something you could buy. It's, it's not something you can... I, I understand it. I so it. when you use the word it, yeah. it's like calling a kid, oh, look at it. It's so cool. It's pretty. It's... I get it. He, you're... De, uh, what's the word on? I'm I'm devaluing it. I guess so. I'm taking yeah. the value off it. All right, I get it. I got it. Well, uh oh, you want to get that? There's people knocking all over our doors. We got, you know, our septic went, and now our water tank went, which D said, which we can't shower now. Hey, sorry about that. So, um, D had a. We have workers over the house and fixing everything. And oh God, I love spending on money on, you know, I tell everyone that gets a house or, or about to buy a house, I go, uh, always put away, I call it the FM account. If you don't want to curse, call it the SM account. Not S and M, SM, the screw me account. 
And what that means is, oh, well, we got money. Your roof is leaking. Oh, screw me. That's a thousand bucks. Oh, water, a hot water heater. Oh, screw me. Did not see. You got to have a, a house account put away that you never touch. And you should always put money in there. Every month, just put something away, 200 bucks, 300 bucks, 1,000 bucks, whatever you can. Because trust me, the worst feeling in the world is when out of left field, you get a walloping bill for something you did not expect. That is, I call it the fuck me account. Ah, fuck me. That's, because that's what you say when it happens. I don't care what you're, how, how. How much you don't curse or whatever, or you're religious or faithful or whatever God you found. When something happens, you go, like last year, our septic tank died. $40,000. Let me repeat that. $40,000. Fuck me. And I didn't have a me account for that much money so between that and oh yeah we had to cut down trees to put the new septic in yeah you thought trees like just some guy cost five bucks no 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 that's thousands of dollars too so uh yeah now we're looking at a water tank and a new water oh it's great i love it i love it i love right for the holidays just more stuff like that anyway i'm going more way off course Listen, I'd love to hear your feedback. Can you give me a shout? Can you give me and Dee a shout? Me a shout? Um, 856-441-5171. I'd like to hear from you. You got suggestions. You have questions. If you think you as a couple are marriage warriors, leave a message and a contact because I want to start, we want to start talking to you. And calling you and get you on the podcast. So if you think you're a marriage warrior and we have suggestions for people and relationships and we'll, we'd love to start getting you on, call 856-441-5171. And um, let's jump into this. Let's get into this. This is what I'm talking about. All right? Sound cool? I hope to see you out there. Um, check out the Instagram page, Patreon, which my mind just keeps going crazy and crazy to create more and more stuff and to put more and more out there. I found all these old tapes of me on the radio show years ago called Brew Unleashed, where it was uh, my two friends I grew up with and P. Corielli. And we were on for a couple years. It was such a great radio show I found all these tapes uh, that I have to start going through so anyway back to earlier before I know it's kind of all over the place but I'm looking forward to the next leg because now not only are we doing cool stuff I'm going to marry someone in Las Vegas because I am ordained and we're going to do that for Metallica show that's our plan I'm planning some other stuff. I was planning on Circus Olay, but that turned into a... It was becoming more of a complicated hassle. 
I wanted them just to march with me into the venue, and it's fine. Um, I'm, I, I wanted Chris Angel to do a thing, and or Penn and Teller. Anyway. But Portland and the rest of the tour, it seems like we're going to do something kind of cool. Feeding people. And, you know, it's funny when we start getting into the feeding people, I didn't even realize when I told my agent, I said, hey, we want to feed the homeless and go to shelters and drive around a van and, and get some Metallica fans. And he goes, you know what their foundation is, right? I went, no. He goes, it's feeding. It's feeding the hungry. I went, oh, my God, I'm so stupid. So here we are at the end of, uh, at the end of the day, it's under Metallica Umbrella. And you should check out their foundation. It's pretty cool. They don't even listen to this podcast, and I'm not doing it for them. I just think there's a whole deeper community there that most people would see. And with that said, I will leave you with this. I can't thank you enough for always listening, always supporting. Congratulations to the winner of the Patreon page. Uh, the, I said if I reach 500 subscribers, which I made up to 600 and change, that I would fly a lucky winner to Las Vegas, put them up at the Park MGM, which is the new Monte Carlo, two tickets to Metallica, I'll bring them on stage, bring them to my dressing room, and I picked a winner, I keep, so I'm going to be flying them out, we're going to film that whole thing, it's going to be cool, and now I'm figuring out what am I doing for the next, maybe when I reach 1,000 or 2,000. What is the next cool event? And I've had everything from fly someone to come watch a Mets game with me to having dinner at their house to a personal interview, one-on-one interview at your house. I'll come to you. So if you got suggestions, let me know. The world is our oyster or, or, or a charity event. You tell me. 856-441-5171. I can't thank you enough. You mean the world to me and someone's banging on my door. So I will go see who this is. Hold on. Hold on. Hey. Okay. Your money. All right. That was the bill. So there we go. Hey, uh, call. Leave a message. And thank you for everything. Any suggestions you have, I'm always open to it. Always come up, say hello. If you see me, don't feel funny. Don't make a big project out of it. Just like, hey, thank you. Uh, it means the world to me when you come up to me and you go, hey, I've been listening to the podcast. And I love, you know, when you talk about X, Y, or Z. And I love when you, uh, I love, you know, D strength and I wish the best. You know how many people come up to me and just go, how's your wife? And that means the world to me because I know you're listening and you're in tune. And I turn around, I just go, thank you and thank you for asking. And I hope your world is fine. And you know what? One day we're going to get into, everyone thinks that their world sometimes is the worst. But I can guarantee you there's a worse situation. So don't get caught up in the pity party. Always look forward and where you're at and how you can make things better. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much. And um, congrats to the Las Vegas winner. That's going to be exciting to film and get to know Ron during that whole trip. And let's get the next trip locked and loaded and have some fun. Take care and thank you. Oh. 
and Lou, play play one of my songs from songs from songs in the garage. And for those of you who want to stream off, stream off. But I want you to listen to this song if you want to give it a shot. It's one of my favorite songs. It's called The Unexplained. And I think it explains everything in the actual name of the song, The Unexplained. So check it out. If you want to check out my album, Songs in the Garage, and if we get enough following, we will do a little tour. I would love to tour this. And like I I started from the beginning, I know I keep saying goodbye, but this is a visual. This is a big, big visual show. And if one day I get the right lighting and the right people to design exactly exactly how I vision this, it's it's an entertaining show. It's not just the music. It's every song is a visual. A lot of it is a funny visual. So check it out. This is from my album Songs in the Garage and this is The Unexplained and I hope you have a great week. Thank you again. This time, I really mean thank you. Bye. Right or wrong, so you better choose what lies beneath.